Hi, friend. Hi, friend. I'm Michael Cassidy. And I'm Laura Holloway. And this is the Actors Helpline. for the phone to ring. Michael, I had this um, experience this weekend. (laughs) What? (laughs) I had this experience. Okay, so this summer, my daughter went to camp for five nights. Like sleepaway camp, we didn't talk. Old school camp experience, you know, that's it. You can write letters. And it was horse camp right? They rode horses every day. And she loved it. She comes home. I want a horse. I got to ride horses all the time. She had one small story about this horse she rode the very last day where suddenly it took off in the arena and she didn't know what to do. Arena, are you are you confused about what arena meant? No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm face? just wearing an interested in my friend's story face. That, okay. All right. Sorry to interrupt you. I don't understand. Do I usually look super Please. bored? <laughs> <laughs> I usually just look totally. No, you made a face like, what does that mean? That's what I thought it was. No, no, I'm down with the arena okay, situation. Okay, so she just has this tiny story about how this one horse, she didn't like this one horse so much because suddenly he took off galloping in the arena. And he, she thought he was going to run into the back mm-hmm. of another horse with a kid on it. And she was terrified. But it was in passing she mentioned this. So then this weekend, her Girl Scout troop is like, we're going horseback riding. She's pumped. She can't wait. It's at the same place. So she's going to see her favorite horses. She's so excited. The night before, she starts saying things like, boy, I hope I don't get that horse again. You know, like she's starting to fixate on this one horse. And I'm, of course, like, oh, honey, we'll just, I'll let them know you you don't want to ride that horse or whatever. We get there. She's so excited, can hardly stand still. We get in the arena and they line us all up behind our kids and they're like, who has, you know, horseback riding experience? And I raise my hand. I'm like, I do. So like when they ask you that, that means they're going to put you and your kid on the horse that might need to be handled. So I maybe shouldn't have done that in hindsight. So they're like, okay, great. They put her on a very tall horse. And as we're walking (laughs) up to the horse, not the same one, one that she never had a chance to ride. And she's like, oh, I never rode snuffles you know or whatever the horse's name is so she seems excited but when we get up to the horse and the handler's like pulling steps over she turns around to me and there's tears in her eyes and my daughter's like I can't do it I don't want to I don't want to do it and we're in the arena and all of her friends in her Girl Scout troop with their parents are about to get on horses and I know that she is having now I'm like oh okay she's really was much more afraid of this incident it was the last incident before she left camp. It was the last time she was on a horse and I I didn't put it together. Anyway, she's losing her shit. And she's like, I got to get out of here, mom. I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry with people. And I had one of those parenting moments, I'm sure you can relate to this, where I was like, okay, there's a literal saying that is you got to get back on the horse, right? (laughs) You got to get back on the horse. And I'm thinking that, and I also, you know, I, Like, I'm not a crazy experience, but like, I know you got to get back on the horse or else you're never getting on a horse again. Right. Yep. So I make a decision and I'm like, baby, you got to get back on this horse. You got to get on this horse. (laughs) You're going to regret it. I know you're going to regret it. And I know you're really scared right now, but I'm here and I was going to be leading the horse the whole time. So I was like, I got you. I'm not going to let this horse do anything. 
Mm. that would put you in danger. And she was like, you're never going to let him go. And I said, no, I'm never going to let him go. And she goes, okay. And then she gets up there and she looks down at me and it is a tall horse. And I look up at her and she's now got tears running down her face. And she's like, I got to get down. Please. Oh God. Oh God. And she's whispering. And I just made a decision. And I was like, I said, look, you can get down. But if you get down, you're going to walk out of the arena. The gate was at the other end. You're going to have to walk out of here with tears in your eyes. It's nothing to be embarrassed about, but I know you're going to be embarrassed. And then you're probably never going to get on a horse again. So I want you to stay. And she was like, okay. And I didn't know. I was like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wrong thing? Like I've taught her to listen to her body, but it wasn't her body. It was her head, you know? And so I was like, I'm just making this call. I did say you can get down, but I really pushed her to stay on it. Then we start walking around the arena and the girl in the middle's like, the people on the horse put one hand up. I'm not even looking at her. I was like, I don't want to look back when you're leading a horse. You can't look towards the horse anyway. You don't want to do that. And then finally it gets to this part where they're like, all right, put both hands out and close your eyes as we're walking these horses around. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening up there. I'm not looking back. Yeah. And I hear her go, this is amazing. Glance back and she's got her eyes closed and her arms out. She said, I feel like I'm flying. Oh, my God. This horse. And she just did the 180. And I was like, okay. By the way, this horse, of all the horses, was the only one that was like nibbling my arm, trying to go faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was stressful. I was like, this is the only horse in here that's going to just take off. Yeah, that's like the they accidentally mixed in one of those rodeo horses. It's like a bronco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, jumper. yeah. It just bucks her right off <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. It worked out and she's so, so grateful she did it. But I could have gone either way, right? It could have been me. It could have been the story that she sits in therapy telling, saying like, and my mother forced me to get on this beast. That was what was in my mind in those seconds. And it, it just worked out. But I didn't, I still don't know if it was the right thing to do just because she had a positive experience. I want to, I, I think the the main takeaway for me as your friend is I want to commend you for putting your <laughs> parenting style <laughs> all, out in the world on this podcast. <laughs> it, people make sure you hit up Laura, not me. If oh you have any God. thoughts on her parenting <laughs> oh style. Because no, 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 no. <laughs> that's, besides yeah, my no. stress for your daughter's experience on this horse. when I was listening to that story, I was equally thinking I would never share how I parent <laughs> my share children. A parenting story. <laughs> I know I'm going to get so many messages from all yeah. four of our listeners. Well, they might just come take your kid. I don't know. I'm a bad parent too, but maybe they'll just come take your kid. No, dude, I live in Tennessee. No way. Oh, yeah. You can do no, anything they're... here. Yeah, they don't yeah. care. They don't care. Yeah. That's actually, it's required. You're required to force your child to ride a horse in Tennessee. Yeah. And play the guitar. Those are the two things you have to do by law or they make you leave. Well, she can slay. I've seen the Stratocaster. She can absolutely lay That's it true. down. She's pretty good. Well, geez, Laura, that was... Oh, uh, gosh. Here we are. We're just sitting around and um, I don't know what's going to happen next. I have no... Wait, seriously? I didn't even know this room that we meet in had a door. I mean, I know it has a door because I can see one behind you. Yeah. Doesn't sound like it's coming from behind you. No, I think it's this door right here. Hey, buddy. What's good? 
It's our friend Burke Floyd. Hey guys, how are you? He's here. We're good, Burke. man. Thank you. Thanks for coming into the Actors oh, Helpline, dude. Dude, thanks for having me. But more importantly, thanks for creating it, by the way. Such a great oh, podcast, Aww. man. Thank so much you. info. Thanks. Thanks. Really? Man. It's incredible. Like, really, so much actionable intel. Like, here, here's this thing you're wondering about. <laughs> it's so cool. Oh, right on, man. I appreciate That's so that. nice to hear. Thank you. Uh, Laura, I asked Burke in preparation for, his, for this episode, I asked Burke, what might people know you from, dude? And 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 he goes, yeah. <laughs> Laura, this is the most actor response. He goes, uh, people might know me from Dawson's Creek. I had a movie come out uh, called The Locksmith and a Hallmark movie called Love and Zion National Park. But I also, my boner commercials are running oh again. God. And a lot of people know me from that. <laughs> it's so true, man. Football season. They play them in, during football no, games? Bro, they don't just play them. <laughs> during football games they abused it during football <laughs> games so if you're at a restaurant that's got the package and has it on every single different games on every tv i could literally like stand up and it's like the actor's nightmare oh a little bit you know totally. what i mean of like why am i on totally. all these tvs talking about boners like it's so oh my goodness in front of all these I, people like it's so I uncomfortable love it. i love Has anyone that yeah come up to you and said like oh, you're the guy from the- my son's teacher sent my wife a still frame <laughs> oh, no. and said isn't this your hubby <laughs> and she didn't say no. from this boner pill commercial but we no. all know right we yeah. all know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. yeah i mean that's the most that's the most actor response to that question like actor to actor you text your buddy and you're like what do people know you from and he just comes right back and he's like well i'd like to be known for these things that are cool but i gotta tell you i got this one commercial that's embarrassing and (laughs) you know what to have been made fun of on snl for it i'll take it whoa like my my spot is the one that they doubled directly the guy swinging the golf i mean it's just the worst it's awesome though i love it i mean you know what else can you do job man that's the gig and there's probably like a hundred people who were like oh my god i really want to get this job and every time they see it they're like oh the bonerville commercial There's that guy again. Yeah, exactly. All right, so Laura, this is this is what I can say about Burke in front of Burke. Burke in my opinion, the hardest job for an actor is, is to the boner commercial. Is, yeah. No, no. He's making it seem like it's a piece of cake. I, I want to sign up for <laughs> one myself. The hardest job for an actor, in my opinion, is the one two-day job where you have to come in mm. and do three to six pages where you have every other line Mm -hmm. and you're walking onto something that's up and running. You don't know anybody or you, you know, and Burke and I worked together last year on Waco, the aftermath, and it's a courtroom thing. And I play a prosecutor and we're in the courtroom every day. And Burke came in, Laura, not only is this guy very interpersonally at ease, very easy to talk to. Everybody's like, Hey, how's it going? He knows what's going on. Total pro. We rehearse his scene. It's like perfect immediately. There's no like, wow, is this guy going to find it? What's going to happen today? It was just like, I was blown away by this guy. And then he came back two days later and just smashed it with the other actor. And I find those jobs to be so difficult, Berg. You are a wonderful, wonderful actor. Man, I uh, that's whoopee, 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 bro. That's electric. I kid you not. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm humbled by it, man. Thank you. I, man, you know what a great show, what a great experience I had on that. But I, I agree with you fully. By the way, 
I mean, I remember being on Dawson's and like, uh, because we filmed in Wilmington and similarly, you know, we were on location, you guys were on location for that. There was this awareness for the actor, the guest star coming in from LA or New York or wherever, and like trying to help put them at ease. Mm -hmm. But you also don't want to get in a, you don't want to mm -hmm. jimmy jam their process either because you don't know their process. And uh, I, so I, what I'd learned from seeing it from your end of it so much mm -hmm. young earlier in my career was the, the focus on if that person is fully prepared yeah. for the words they have on yeah. the page, basically, right? Like, like not just off book, I mean, like fully prepared for the, for the, for what is got what has to be delivered mm -hmm. to the audience for the story, mm -hmm. then like the rest like can go easier for them mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you can like gently approach and be like, Hey man, how are you feeling? You need anything? You know what I mean? And like, they, it's easier for people to talk to them. If that mm -hmm. parts, if they've got that forwards and backwards, you were wonderful. Oh, oh, this is why you're here, Bert. I think it's for you. Hi, everyone. I'm kind of nervous, honestly, leaving this right now. This is my fourth try. So this is Haley Ringo Price. Um, my pronouns are she, her. And I am calling to get your opinion on this new age of social media and influencing. So obviously, like with the way everything is right now, um, you can build a huge following on TikTok. You can build a huge following on Instagram. And I'm wondering, as an actor, um, does it hinder you? or propel you to have a big following on either of those platforms. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Love y'all. Bye. Thank you, Haley. Haley Price. Was that her Haley name? Haley Ringo Price. Yeah. Haley Ringo Price. First of all, rad name. Secondly, that is the cutest message ever. I love that. Yeah. The, the admission of this. I'm nervous. This is my fourth time. That's, that's me in a nutshell. I love it. And Haley, just so you know, all four of the messages were good. We listened to all of them. We just picked the fourth one, but they were all four of them were really yeah, good. People don't realize that we keep even, even the ones you delete, but yeah. we'll post all of her messages up on social media so everybody can vote on which one's best. I think that's fair. Yeah. So great question. Uh, and Laura, uh, Burke is here to help us because Burke has over a million followers on Instagram. Burke, you can tell us about your social media presence better than I can, but I joined Instagram sh as as Waco was coming out and you were one of the first people I saw on my phone and I was like, whoa, this guy knows how to do it. It's, it's kind of wild to me. The um, So Instagram is the, the platform of choice for me. I had TikTok for a little bit, but the, from an interface standpoint for me, because I don't have an item to sell and I choose not to accept money in exchange for endorsements or placement or anything like that. That is a, a decision that I made as a, as a person without judgment of those that do. I didn't want that to be a place of stress for me. And I'm fortunate enough that I, I don't, I wouldn't need to depend on a revenue stream like that. I also never envisioned it getting to where it is with 1.1, almost 1.2 million followers or whatever. So it's funny because when you look at my videos that I had when I was on TikTok for a very brief time, experimenting with it, and quickly I jumped up to something, you know, to a few hundred thousand followers in like maybe a week. I, I was looking at it in, in order to discuss today, right? And there were like 780 million views of videos with me in them on TikTok. What? Which like, I don't know. What if that, were you doing? You know what? <laughs> that 
I ask, honest to God, that is a question that you could ask from any of my posts. What were you doing there? Let me, let me pause that and look at it again. No, no, I still don't get it. Um, yeah, but it's so, so there's the other element of it, right? Is like, so we're talking about actors with social media and that integration. We could, the discussion could also be where this is a different podcast. Creators, content creators, yeah. endorsement spokespeople, um, people that are monetizing that that stream, right? And that's an entirely different conversation. Yeah. And so those points don't apply to Haley Ringo Price's beautiful question. Yeah. They applied to questions two and part of her third, but only, but the fourth one's the only one we're going with. And in the fourth <laughs> one, as an actor with Instagram, yeah, it's it really doesn't apply. So so for all of your listeners that that would like to become content creators, please know that like I'm first of all I'm not an expert at that at all. Um, hmm. and secondly know that like what I'm saying may apply to creating the following that I have because it worked for me. Um, unintentionally it worked for me and if that would help you as a content creator, then some use what you can. Um, but the content there I mean you've seen some of these content creator stuff, right? I mean some of their stuff's in- incredible. Most of it is, from my perspective, it's all amazing. But is what is mind blowing to me what they can do? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I did not know that there was a difference between, like, until right this second, I had zero idea that there was a difference between a content creator and somebody that you know makes videos on Instagram, like you or me or anybody who puts a video on Instagram. So, what is the difference? Yeah, so I would say uh, to use um, a, a reference that would work for our industry, I would say what I do is the very first season in New York of Real World, and what content creators do is Kardashians. Oh, okay. <laughs> is the Kardashians. Yeah, okay. So content creators are like writing scripts and planning shoots and stuff? Like, Oh, yeah. Michael can tell you, he and I have seen some of this stuff where like they do an edit. There are a couple of different people out there that can do these edits. And you're like, what, what, it, I, how did you do that? Like, it, it looks movie quality. Okay. It's insane what they can do with some of these content creators can do. It's planned. Yeah. They hire, you know, they'll hire actors. I mean, I know oh, okay. that, um, I, you know, I know that there's, uh, they're casting calls and stuff. I only know that because people have told me and asked me, reached out to me, like, what is this? And I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure, but I think it's, it says YouTube. So I guess it's for, for a content creator, you know, and they, they stage things and, and they create skits, I guess. Right. Would that be the, uh, the appropriate term for it, Michael, I guess? Well, per your analogy, like you said, your analogy was perfect. It was like the first season of real world, they put the cameras on the people and kept them in the house. And now, you know, there's a mega evolved later version of reality TV that's totally written and polished. Yeah. There's a process. Yeah. So I want to make sure I understand you, you're making it clear that your um, Instagram is about your social media presence is about you presenting organic stuff and putting forth stuff that you believe in and that you personally are participating in. That's what I see, at least when I look at it. That's exactly right. And it's, I, I don't take a dime from anybody. I don't, you know, it, it's not about that. And- if you're doing that, if you're not trying to monetize it or, or uh, necessarily like build it for building its sake, how are you able to uh, create that following? Or do you know? Right. So, 
I have a, a hypothesis about it, um, and and like that, I think the metrics, um, as silly as that will sound, right? My degree is in applied mathematics, so I really put that to good use. But the the metrics of mine and the patterns with it that are that are pretty clear to me are my growth has been based on my work and what I do because it is entirely organic. I stick to my personal who I am brand and try to represent who I am to people when they look at my Instagram. And so, and I'll get into that a little more than that, but I want to tie that directly right now to how for actors, having that be what you do on your Instagram can be extremely helpful Mm. or hurtful Mm. based on the fact that both of you can attest you want to know when you're up for series regular or anything like that, and you've gotten that far in the process, mm-hmm. in that process, people want to know whether or not they would want to spend seven months out of their year with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Like, God, is this somebody I would want to be in a room with for eight, 10 hours a day, creatively too, by the way, mm-hmm. collaboratively. Mm-hmm. And so- if you give them an indication of who you are on your Instagram or any of your socials and make those readily available and it isn't representative in a positive fashion of you being someone that people might want to work with, Mm. you would certainly be setting yourself up for a challenge because in the vetting process now for series regular or heavy recurring, any of any of that language, take the title away. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know they're going to look at your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. You know they are. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like before you get the gig, they're going to look at it. So make sure that it's representative of who you would want to work with. Don't fake it. I mean, I've got one that I posted. I was, uh, it was raining in LA. It had been raining for a few days. It was cold. So like I had my jacket and my scarf and I was putting them on to go and I was having one of those days um, as we all may, I do, and I openly admit it, right? I take mental health days where Mm -hmm. I'm just, and thank God it's not like a clinical thing, you know, but it's just one of those days where I just don't feel great and I just, whatever. Mm -hmm. And and so I was going to go somewhere and get some things done and try to spread some kindness randomly to people because that is my coping mechanism when I'm not feeling great to make myself feel better. Just randomly do random stuff that makes me feel better because it makes somebody smile. Oh my God, Berg. And I was putting on my jacket. Just Berg. No, I do. Stop what you're doing right now. Come over here and give me a hug. Just Just come to my house. Never occurred to me. (laughs) Never occurred. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it was raining in LA. Yeah. Yeah. And my, I was in my office because my winter coat was up there and I'd gone up there to grab this coat and my ring light was sitting there with camera and all of that. And so there's this uh, song by Rabel that I love. And so I recorded me singing the song because the light in the bay window in my office here in Sherman Oaks was so perfect and it was raining. And anyway, it was an appropriate song and the, the song's about rain and, um, so I recorded it and then I posted it uh, later. Like it was like two, three weeks later that I got, that I felt like, you know, I, I, this happened and this is a part of who I am and I would love to post it because maybe somebody else is feeling whatever. And I wanted them to know, Hey, you know, you see me on sets or training for stuff or going these, 
incredible places. And I'm so proud and honored and humbled that I get to do all of those things. And I want you to know about them because I'm excited. But also, hey, you know, sometimes uh, I just want to sit in my bay window and sing sad song. Mm. And like, that's okay, too. Mm. So, you know, it's not about putting the fake you out there um, necessarily from the standpoint, from the viewpoint and the perspective we're talking about from production. Right. Um, It's not about putting you know, I'm, I'm always go, go, go. And I'm, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily about that, Mm. but just showing that you genuinely seem like somebody that would be cool to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, And from the growth standpoint, one of the things that I have been, been very aware of and the metrics show it in my Instagram is that I do my very best to gas other people up. Mm. Um, uh, as much as I can, because which comes very naturally to you. Thank also, you. Yeah, and super it is organic I, for you. Yeah, that's just who I am. Like separate of Instagram. Yeah, thank. Yeah, I'm the guy that wants to gas you up. Like mm-hmm. I, I love, I love people, man. I can't believe that. Like I get to walk around and talk to people, and that this is my existence. It's so rad. Mm. And so when I'm gassing people up, and it's genuine. Like the partner of the quarter at my local Starbucks is Brad this quarter. And I have not been able to get my picture and video with Brad yet to post it, that he's the partner of the quarter. Mm-hmm. And it bums me out. But Brad only works Fridays and Saturdays because Brad is currently going to school. His college started back up. And so now he's only on Fridays and Saturdays. You're going to go do that. So That's I have to go in. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I have to go in uh, this afternoon after this to I try mean, to catch it's him. like the nicest. I'm learning so much. I love this. So. Um, well, so let's get, why let's have get I been afraid so of social the, media this whole time? Yeah, he's, I know he makes it sound like now yeah, I can't it, wait it, to get on social media. Yes. All I have to do is be myself. Why, why didn't I understand? Right, But that? that's truly, so here's, so here's the, the end, uh, the end note to the Brad thing, right? Is that let's say Brad has 1500 followers. I don't do this in order to get those 1500 followers. I have been doing it. I did it when I was in Ireland. My family and I were in Ireland. There was a Starbucks and co the, the partner of the quarter was there. They had the sign. I got a picture. I posted the picture. I do it all the time because they're partner of the quarter. Like you worked hard for that. But the fact is that by doing that, Brad shares it. His other friends at Starbucks share it. Then their friends click it. Then they're like, Oh, who's that guy? Then they're like, oh my gosh, I know him from, or oh my gosh, I watched that, or oh my gosh, he's the boner pill guy. And then yeah, he couldn't get hard. I know that yeah, guy because he couldn't get hard and he needed a pill. Yeah, that's Captain Flaccid. That's right. And so <laughs> then, <laughs> so then uh, you end up <laughs> you end up getting followers from those people, and so that's how growth. And then it exponentially but, goes But it's there. like you're describing a community of people who are responding to your beingness and you're responding to their beingness. It's it's like all the best things about social media and you're describing sort of how to organically build it. And I think that is beautiful. And Thanks, also man. just to go to the question, I can't think of a circumstance where that kind of um, uh, social media presence that you're describing could hinder to, you know, the, the question that is before us on the helpline here is yep. hinder or propel. And I think there's some other questions that we can ask around this, but first and foremost, we can answer that by saying there's no version of it that hurts mm-hmm. you, what no. you're describing. What, as, as long as you I'll, stick to being you. Yeah. As long as you stick to being you. And I'll go, I'll go a step further and say, as a producer, for all the reasons that you suggested about 
you know, your social media giving a sense of you and who, you know, what it would be like to work with you. I can't think of a circumstance where I'm making something and I'm looking at someone for a role and the fact that they have a ton of followers and the three videos that I click aren't about white supremacy is going to somehow keep them keep me from hiring them. Like, I just can't, I understand. And I, I, I suspect that there might be something in Haley's question that I just want to call out, which is, um, in my, let me just put it this way. I'm 40 in my generation of actors. I, um, started as working as an adult during a time when a lot of people who did TV didn't do film. Right. And doing TV, I came in right at the tail end of that doing TV was sort of a stigma that is akin now to, I don't know what it's not. It, now it's totally different. Everything's different. It's not TV anymore. Yeah. Whole, yeah. Right. It's not TV, but I remember that time. And so I remember being 18 and being like, I'm never going to do commercials. I'm never going to do TV. I'm, and it was all bullshit. Like I did TV and, and, and have done mostly TV and love TV, prefer TV. But, um, at the time that was a thing. And I wonder if the sort of, uh, you know, uh, belief system behind Haley's question is, is social media this thing that if you're good at it, it makes you look like less serious of an mm -hmm. actor. My opinion is no, I, that, that, that just can't be the case. Uh, absent your social media being something that is offensive or like just uncool. Like if your right. social media just sucks and you don't have any followers and, and, and the videos that you make are all about, um, white supremacy just to, to say something yeah. uh, that we can agree sucks no yeah that, then it might hurt you but absent that i don't think it can hurt you at all well i don't think that it can unless someone just doesn't like you well that's <laughs> thank, so that's what i was thank you lord yeah it's also about personalities too like if a director or a showrunner or producer or whatever watches a couple of your videos and they're like whoa that person's a lot it's subjective. It depends if they know nothing about you. That's and subjective. Might. And so you do risk it with that, right? Like not knowing anything about you. But here's the thing. And I say this to my son. Uh, anytime anybody's like, my son's 11. So, and he, he is a lot, man. And I, he's my best friend. And like, I, I, he's, he's a maniac and I love it. And like, I love how passionate and worked up he gets about certain things. And so mm. anytime anybody's like, you know, he's like, oh man, they just said I was extra, you know, I don't know. And I was like, well, oh, you God, might be, I you might be, you might be, you might be, yeah. I'm like, you might be extra to them, man, but I can't get enough of you. So bring it on over. Oh. And so what you have the opportunity to do as an actor, as a human being, what you have an opportunity to do is build a community. And in my opinion, as a human being, what you have the responsibility to do with that community is is try to uh, implement whatever platform you have mm -hmm. for positive mm -hmm. change, whether that be positive change in the person viewing, mm -hmm. going from, uh, you know, I'm fucking pissed and I've got to take a break and, and get out of my office for a minute. And I'm just going to scroll for, I'm going to death scroll because I'm so pissed at my boss for screwing this thing up, right? Which we've all been there. Um, and you like scroll and you're like, this fucking dude's an idiot. <laughs> okay. If that's the change, mm -hmm. I'm for that. If it is bringing uh, an impressed portion of the community or uh, searching for someone's missing animal, or mm -hmm. if it's bringing attention to an under 
you know, underrepresented group or something, anything like that's a change that I would be on board for. Right. Like it doesn't, it, I'm not saying it has to be for systemic change the world. Mm -hmm. It can be. And there are people that use it for that. But I'm just saying like, as long as you're representative of who you are Mm -hmm. and you try to stay honest and positive or honest and respectful, I think might be the better way to put it honest and respectful of the process and of what you were putting out into the world. That's all we can ask of ourselves or each other. And so as long as you do that, yes, there may be the producer that sees it and thinks you're a little extra, but far more often there will be the producer that sees it and goes, look at all these people that like what this person does. I need to employ them. Oh man. Guys, Burke Floyd is a is a national treasure. That's what you need to get from this episode. <laughs> it's true. No chance, I'm man. I'm just not that I... nice. Like, this is the thing. If I was my authentic self on Instagram, it wouldn't be the same. That's for sure. I, like you, love people. And I love, if, if a light is shining on me, I very much enjoy helping shine a light on anyone else that's doing something that's more important than what I'm doing, for sure. It would never have occurred to me to just start filming and talking about my actual thoughts. Mm. You and I are similar. I'm probably not as nice as you, but we are similar in what is important to us. And it never would have occurred to me to just go with that. I think this is going to be really informative for a lot of people. I thought you have to curate something. You, like you got to have a gimmick, you know, and it's not that. That's not what you're describing. Yeah, you're his describing gimmick is kindness. Burks, well, I, he's just like super nice. I appreciate yeah. that. But that is true. Like, and, yeah. and listen, here's the thing, right? If you are under the impression that the kid that said that my son was extra, that it didn't occur to me at some point, I wonder what would happen if. To go to his house and film it? <laughs> you know, no, but you know what I mean? Like, to, right, you know, no, to, to call that kid out or like, I, it never occurred. It didn't occur to me to call the kid out. Just your so 11, not, the 11 year old. No, no, He's I know. Like I lost, yeah. I lost the thread there, but I'm trying to think like that. Uh, that was a callback to something that frustrated me. Like, yeah. if you think the that point is you're not, you're choosing what to put out there because right. we all have positive. We all have not so positive. That's right. But you're saying like what I'm choosing to put out there yeah. is only going to lift is only going to elevate. That's it's right. not going to contribute to the chatter and the negativity that's out there. Cause there's plenty of that out there. That's right. And while I was in that bummed out space that that like lower space months a year ago maybe in fact and and recorded that song i didn't post it that day Mm. i didn't even i didn't even record it in order to post it Mm -hmm. i I, frankly i recorded it because it was raining because it was a beautiful song because i wanted to remember where i was at in my Mm -hmm. headspace we all have choices in our long-term and day-to-day and moment-to-moment lives, right? And we all choose incorrectly sometimes. Sure. You know what I mean? Like when you, when, when my 11-year-old son is my best friend and I love him more than anything and he's amazing. But when it's, you know, and I'm like, hey man, come on, dude. Come, hey, please. Yeah, like, like I said, God. please put your shoes on. Yeah, I, I'm like, I asked you to put your shoes on like five times now. Right. <laughs> Can you put your shoes on? Right. <laughs> I have a nine-year-old. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. it is, right? After the fact, yeah. I'm like, dude, why, you yeah. know, I don't like beat myself up about it. I just go, oh man, there it is, right? Yeah. All right, well, let's come here. And you, yeah. you love on him. And yeah. he, he knows that it's just the thing. I should have put my shoes on the first time. And I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, can we get ice cream? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> 
Um, no, no, but, <laughs> but you know, um, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it, you know, so we all, right. But so the beauty is we do not have to immediately post something to your Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. You do not have to live in the immediacy of providing mm-hmm. content if you are using it for the terms by which we're discussing. Mm-hmm. Because if you're monetized and you're doing things and you're accepting money in exchange for and things like that, you will have obligations, mm-hmm. right? I choose not to live in that space. You, I've got it for you here, Laura. I'm going to put it in a nutshell. Did you start a school because you thought you would make a bunch of money. Don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic program. But did you do it thinking like, I'm going to be a millionaire? No. Sometimes I wish I didn't have to take their money at all because I love it so much. You know, sometimes I think I get more out of it than they do. Get more out of your social media by doing more for others than you do for yourself. That's the end of it. That's the whole of it. That's the nutshell. Get more out of it by, for yourself, for you. Be rewarded more by you from what you do for other people on your social media. And you, whether it's a thousand, a million, no matter what, people will lose their mind because you put them first on this thing that is free for you to use anyway. Wow. And like, who can't, who can't take a victory lap for yourself when that happens? Yeah. Just it's, an it's an inside it's job. job. It's an inside job. All of it. It's Social an inside media. job. It's an inside job. Who knew? Social, it's all protect, an inside job. You guys, protect Burke Floyd at all costs. <laughs> you guys, friends. He's a thank national you so Thank you guys for having me, man. This was so much so fun. So much, Burke. Oh, Thanks my. So much. We get a lot of questions, Burke, about applied mathematics. So we are going to have you back to do the applied Perfect. mathematics yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, episode. <laughs> Burke Floyd, everybody. Let me just say that you can uh, contact us at the Actors Helpline on Instagram. You can leave us a message at theactorshelpline.com. Click on the microphone. Don't give us any of your personal information, but leave us your question so that we can get great guests like Burke to come and answer your questions. You can find Burke at Burke underscore Floyd, but you probably already (laughs) know that. And uh, we are so, so grateful to have Burke on. And you guys, can you just say goodbye? Uh, Just so we have it. Let's let's only do a musical goodbye. Okay, that's Laura's goodbye. What's so Burke's? long, farewell. So long, forever. Goodbye, goodbye, my Coney Island. Bye, my Coney Isle. Goodbye, my Coney Island. Bye, my Coney Island Bay. Oh, that note. Oh, yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Theme song is by Maddie Elger at the Cabin Studio in Nashville, Tennessee.